Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Comics Corner. I am Casey. This is Christy. Somewhere in this square. I have no idea where. I always She's get the pointing you. wrong. But we yeah. are <laughs> joined today by the other half of the Bounty Honeys. Maybe the better half. Definitely the more famous half. Uh, we've got K Gaming and the Llama. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello. So we are right in the middle of our charity stream. We're going 24 hours today to benefit to write love on her arms. And so far we have raised over a thousand dollars between bits, subs, and our Tiltify. So thank you guys all so much for helping us out. Keep that coming. Keep the love going. Share this stream with other people. And hopefully we'll be able to keep raising money for this great charity. Agreed. And uh, we've got so many different links to their web pages and stuff. Uh, they have a brand new app called the Hopeful app. So if you are on your phones, do go check that out. It's in both Apple and Google Play. Um, but yeah, so we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to be talking Star Wars Rebels in a little bit. We've got a ton of news because we've been gone for two weeks. But before we get into the news... Christy, do our DC CW wrap up. Okay, so I've only watched a few of my CW games. I've been busy the, these last couple weeks too. But um, first off, if you like zombies, watch the most recent Batwoman. It was disgusting in all the best ways. And then um, I just really wanted to take a second to talk about The Flash. Because this season in The Flash, we beat one bad guy with the power of friendship. And then we restarted the speed force with the power of love. And dear Lord, we have defeated this speed force with the power of family. Oh, good so Lord. I am really excited for next week when we meet Captain Planet. Oh, that looks like, that sounds like fun. Yeah. So that is, that is my little CW. I've got to watch Supergirl, Superman and Lois and DC Legends. Um, we'll eventually catch all those up. Sounds good. All right. So, oh my God, do we have some huge news uh, out of specifically starting with the DC? Well, it affects DC, but uh, Warner Brothers, Warner Media is selling to Discovery and then they're going to combine and create some new company. And then we're not sure what they're going to do from there. But hopefully we get Snyderverse. Hopefully we actually get good DC content. So that's a plus. <laughs> Uh, we got some confirmation that Jeremy Irvine is playing Alan Scott in the new Green Lantern series on HBO Max. So that tends to be leaning more towards an actual Green Lantern core show, which I'm super pumped about. That looks like fun. Uh, they also just hired the director from Superman and Lois uh, to direct that series. So that should be interesting kind of going forward. Um uh, mm -hmm. We've got uh, a report that, uh, and I'm I'm going to butcher her name, so bear with me, but Okoye, I forget the actress's name, uh, is going to be doing a spinoff series on Disney+, Plus, and I hope it's just titled The Door... The, oh my gosh. The Dora, Dora Milaje. Yeah, that one. Dora Milaje. Yes, because, you know, they have jurisdiction wherever they happen to find themselves, and it's fabulous. Um... We did get an Eternals trailer this week, which looks amazing. Uh, really good. The cinematography on that is 
just gorgeous. Uh, so super pumped for that. Uh, we did get a couple of films get delayed. Um, on the Marvel side. Yeah, on the Marvel side. There was one uh, in October that's been pushed to next year, or t- October 2022 that's been pushed to October 2023. Uh, and then the film for November 23rd, or t- November 2023 has been pushed back a week. We don't know what films those are yet. My guess is they're probably Avengers related, probably Secret Invasion related, because that'll all be kind of happening all at the same time. So that could be fun. Um, see if there was anything else while I'm thinking about uh, it. We did get some images from the new Batman movie with Robert yes. Pattinson. Um, yes. So all of these links um, we will have in our... Uh, in our Discord under like Comics Corner Recommends, we've yes. got plenty of stuff for that. Um, did we talk about Elizabeth Olsen winning Best Performance? I knew there was. I, I knew know, there was one I was forgetting. WandaVision is close to both of our hearts, yep. and you've been hoping that uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen would win an award for her performance. I, she. It was such an amazing performance. I mean, just the fact that they did that show so well. She not only mm-hmm. played all of those different styles beautifully, but that they then went through like all of the series of the stages of grief. <laughs> and yeah. it was believable. And it was so good. Uh, and there is a great video, and I'll uh, post it later, of Elizabeth Olsen and Katherine Hahn literally just sitting there complimenting each other for like five minutes. And it is mm-hmm. the most adorable thing I've ever watched in my life. Uh, I hope this show wins all of the awards because it deserves all of the awards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's oh, We are talking about the MTV movie and TV awards yes. that happened on May 16th. And not only did Elizabeth Olsen win for best performance, but she and Katherine Hahn won for best fight. Yep. Katherine Hahn see- won for best villain. And WandaVision as a whole won for best show. Yeah. Did you see like Elizabeth Olsen and Katherine Hahn like reenact their fight on stage? It was hysterical. Yes. Oh, it was a- I missed that. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. That whole like thing was just top notch. Uh, super pumped. We should be getting, probably with Black Widow, uh, the first trailer for Doctor Strange 2 because they have finished filming. Uh, we should get a trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home, which is reminding me. Uh, we did get confirmation that the big main villain for Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be William Defoe's Green, La- uh, Green Goblin. I almost said Green Lantern. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> from the uh, original Spider-Man movies, uh, the Sam Raimi movies. So that'll be fun. Um, nice. All of the Spider-Verse is coming together, and I love it. Um But we are here because we are talking Star Wars Rebels. Uh, We will get a little bit into the comics, but probably mostly just the TV show, because that's what we're mostly familiar with. Um, Kate doesn't know comics. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) This is is a space where you can enjoy the stories and the artwork of all kinds of forms. Because in this day and age, comics aren't just in print. Yep. Yeah, characters can transcend lines and and be in any form, and you can still enjoy that work. Yep. 
Um, so, and I probably know the answer to this question, but I'll ask it anyways. Kate, who is your favorite Star Wars Rebels character? Sabine. Yeah, I figured. Llama? Uh, I'm a fan of Hera. Ah, Hera is a good one. I, I, I'm, I'm mostly partial to Kanan, although there are times when I just love Chopper's sassiness, so... Yeah, Yo, Chopper is an amazing droid. Like, when they asked us last night about, like, the droid units on the Escape podcast, mm-hmm. I was thinking in my head, man, it's just a Chopper. Chopper's such a, like, a sassy little droid. I love it. Uh, Grim, yeah, that would be hilarious. Uh, I would love to see him um, play... play Green Lantern. Yeah, play a Green Lantern. I don't even care which one. Just any of the ones. That'd be hilarious. Um... Yeah, so good. Okay, so Rebels has a long kind of history in terms of interacting with both the TV show, but not only that, but the comics and the. Uh... Oh, also, yes, we did. I think we didn't do the drawing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, before we get really into con- into talking, I think we had to draw a part. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, were supposed to. to do that before we forget. When is DPK? DPK, you won! Pick a number, sorry. I don't know if he's still here. Hold on, tagging. Grim, Grim can pick for DPK. <laughs> pick a number that is not 6, 11, or 8. <laughs> Grim, pick a number for DPK. <laughs> we'll tell him later that he won a prize. Yeah, yeah he'll be back for Phasmo. Grim, pick a number. <laughs> Somebody pick a number. I'll pick five. Okay. Let's do, let's do five. Let's do five. There, I punched it this time. I missed it. <laughs> pushed it. Alright, so, number five. DPK wins... Movie night with the honeys. Ooh, that'll be fun. Oh, that'll be fun. And then that means DPK gets to pick the movie. Yep, DPK gets to pick the movie. As long as it's on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus, HBO Max, Netflix, like something. Oh, it's Grim said four. <laughs> well, because then I can just start it from my computer and stream it to Discord. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, you can cut that out. No, it's all good. Uh, back to. <laughs> they're, they're used uh, I'm almost positive it'll be dead. So it's it's fine. Um, so I totally lost my train of thought. So we're talking about rebels. Yeah, thank you. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> so we see the rebels crew or the phoenix go through a variety of expansions i guess is the word i'm looking for uh from you know just starting with their little crew almost all to then getting caught up in kind of the bigger resistance and seeing all of that be built in real time uh you know we get to bring back ahsoka uh and there's so many implications in terms of where the show left off with Thrawn and Ezra and Will, are they alive? Are they dead? They're totally alive. 
Oh, I'm Bless sure you. they They're are. They're totally alive. But this is where my train of thought was going. Of a, okay, most of us suspect that they're going to show up in either The Mandalorian or the Ahsoka TV show. Where would you like to see these characters in terms of their development at that point? Um, well, I mean, my money is on the Ahsoka TV show, um, yeah. and I really, really would like to see like a like a hermit Ezra, just like totally like messed up from his oh journey, God. and he's like like an Ezra that's like seen some stuff, right? Like yeah. it's just haunted eyes, like full grown beard, all shaggy. Like that's what I want to say. Okay, that's that's an interesting look. Uh, Kate. What what's your thoughts? Do you have thoughts? You would have asked me like before the finale of the Mandalorian premiered. I probably would have said Mandalorian, but I'm gonna go it probably in Ahsoka. But we also don't have too much detail on the Ahsoka show, so I can't say for sure. But we're definitely gonna see. I think Thrawn is the big bad guy pulling all the strings in the Mandalorian. And if he is, I will be so happy because Thrawn is such an amazing bad guy. And he's incredibly smart. If you've ever read the books, Mm -hmm. he is insanely smart. So I hope he is the bad guy in The Mandalorian. That would be great. Gideon, he ain't got nothing on Thrawn. What I would love to see is actually throw a curveball and have him come back in the Book of Boba. Ooh. Because Boba Fett as a bounty hunter could have a mission um, and like tracking down this person and then it turns out to be Ezra. I think that would be an amazing left turn out of nowhere kind of story that you're not expecting and then we all get shocked. You know, it's an interesting thought. I think uh, they're going to make a concerted effort in season three of The Mandalorian to shift focus and go more in the direction of Mandalore and going that way with uh, Bo-Katan. My guess is that the Mandalorian will take on the mantle of Mandalore and we'll see kind of that journey going forward. Uh, But it'll be curious to see what they do. I think Honestly, I love Thrawn, but I think he's a bit of a red herring in terms of the Mandalorian. Uh, I think where he'll come into play is when they spin off the Magistrate story um, and go that side of things with Ahsoka. Uh, But I am all for weaving Ahsoka, Ezra, Thrawn through anything and everything they can get their hands on because Thrawn is probably one of the most perfectly created characters since Darth Vader. (laughs) And even then, I would argue that he's better. Uh, you know, yeah. I think he's is more sinister. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. Darth Vader plays as like a complicated anti-hero sometimes where, oh, you know, he's a bad guy, but oh, he was also good. And is he redeemed or not? Thrawn is just always straight, sinister and calculated. Calculated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really. He's, he's like... He's a character that's not like, you know, a couple steps ahead. He's 10 steps ahead oh, of yeah. everybody around him. And you're it's playing a game you don't even know you're playing. Exactly. And that's the best part of his character is that he is so far ahead 
of everybody else that no one has any hope of catching up to him or competing with him. Yeah. Paul has been, uh, my husband has been reading all of the books. And so I, I steal them after he's done and read them. If you have not read the Thrawn series, it is phenomenal writing. It's just a really exciting and intricate story and it draws you in. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I watched Rebels first and then went back and started reading things like Heir Heir to the Empire series and then Jedi Academy and then so on and so forth. I haven't gotten to the new Thrawn books yet because I have like 10 million books I have to read. But... Uh, it's a phenomenally written character, and Timothy Zahn has done phenomenal world building with this character in giving him understandable motives, uh, but still maintaining that almost Vulcan-esque, I have no emotions, everything is analytical, and there is a reason why I am 30 steps ahead of you. It's because you think with your emotions and I do not. And when it comes to war and when it comes to expanding the empire, that's perfect. Uh, You know, and Thrawn is the type of person to go through and be running things besides, you know, even though the empire has fallen uh, and just keep going. Zephyronis, thank you so much for the sub. Do appreciate it. Thanks, Seth. Thank you, One of my favorite things about Thrawn is that they they put it into the character that he studies the culture mm-hmm. of the place that he wants to attack. He studies their art. And the fact that, like, if you think about it, yeah, art and culture tell you a lot about a people. It tells you what their priorities are, their weaknesses. The fact that somebody uses that as, like, military strategy is, it really just, like, kind of grabs your imagination, it seems like something that you actually could do. Like you want to take over the Roman Empire, you know, look at their mythologies and look at their architecture and develop your strategy from that. It, it's really interesting stuff. I'm just going to say it. I think Thrawn is one of the best bad guys in the whole Star Wars universe. Yes. Hands down, 100%. He is, I, I mean, I think that he is the best villain. I think he Star is Wars the universe. best, but like you gotta also take into consideration how the hell did Palpatine last that long? <laughs> like, he's good, but like, I don't think he's on the same no. level as Thrawn. He's not. He's not. And like, you know, going from the Thrawn books, like, Thrawn played him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So Thrawn. If Thrawn yes. had had the Force, oh god, he would have taken over the entire universe, not just a galaxy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I I would say Thrawn and and Moriarty from the Sherlock series are two of the best literary villains ever. In terms of the way that they plan, the way that they execute, they don't sit there and, and you know, do the villain monologue <laughs> and tell you their entire plan. Uh, you know, Grimm mentioned that Thrawn has tact and cunning as well as a very calculated mind and definitely one of the more dangerous personalities. I mean, honestly, the man is a psychopath. <laughs> and the fact that he just didn't go around, you know, murdering people willy nilly is a testament to his conviction in terms of following his plans. 
like we're definitely going to see Thrawn somewhere, whether it's in the Ahsoka show, the Mandalorian, or Boba's new show. We're definitely going to see him. That is not the last time we're going to see Thrawn. It's not the last time we're going to see Ezra. Did anybody else, can I just like ask, because like when me and Papa Gaming were watching um, the season finale of the Mandalorian, did anybody else think for like a split second, like, oh my God, this is Ezra coming in on an X-Wing? Oh yeah. Um, And then I'm like, nope. That's not him. But, like, I was, like, freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, Ezra survived. This is him. See, when they showed X-Wing, I immediately knew it was Luke. But I was hoping that it was Sebastian Stan, not a younger version of Mark Hamill. Um, Oh, my gosh. Could they imagine, like, a face crack of the century if they had hidden Sebastian Stan coming into play? Freaking Luke Skywalker. Look, I think it's disturbing how similar he looks. Like, honest to God, I thought he was his son. Like, the the family resemblance is that close. Um, Did anyone else pick up in The Mandalorian? Um, I think Sabine's hidden in um, the Imperial Forces. It wouldn't surprise me. I think so. You guys know there was one character. And she only got credited as, like, a comms person. Mm-hmm. But she has a couple speaking lines. And if you look up the actress, the actress is trained in, like, martial arts. Interesting. What better type of person to play Sabine than somebody who is into martial arts? And she's just hidden in plain sight. And this would not be the first time Sabine is a part of the the bad side so to say yeah. I, when she first came in it was the empire now it's more like so i am thinking sabine is hidden in plain sight and i think we're gonna see sabine sabine i think my theory she knows ezra is out there and she's trying to find ezra yeah and that is her best way to find him that's just my thought i mean it, it's is- an interesting theory for sure Oh yeah, for sure. That, that I mean, that would be really cool if you know, partway through the series, like someone that you had seen in glimpses, mm-hmm. um, just kind of popped up and became like a super relevant character. And that the, would be awesome. if you look at the picture, I'll have to find the picture. If you look at the actress's face, she looks like Sabine in the face, only with darker hair. And Sabine, we know, changes hair color. It's yeah. not uncommon. Yeah, she changes her hair a lot. I think she's hidden in plain sight. It, it, that would be cool. It wouldn't surprise me. There's been, uh, nothing's been official, but there's been a lot of rumors that the guy from Aladdin, uh, Mina Masad, yep. is rumored to be playing Ezra. We don't know when, we don't know what, but he looks the part. It would be very interesting. Grim mentions Benedict Cumberpatch to play Thrawn. I would be on board with that. He um, would, but Benedict Cumberbatch has already said he doesn't want to play Thrawn. Yeah, it's, it's could be just throwing you off. It's, <laughs> too, it's true. True. I mean, see, any any more a denial is a almost a confirmation because there's been so many denials. It's why I don't believe the Emily Blunt. I don't want to play Miss uh, Sue Storm denial. Um, I don't think that Benedict Cumberbatch would do it simply because. It's too similar to other characters he's played in the past. Um, yeah. And I don't think he can do that sinister. Like, you need someone who's just mm. a little creepier. I, 
no, I think that he could. He would play a fan. He would do a fantastic job. I think that he he could do it. And he would do it really well. True. I do really like the uh, the bringing in the voice actor and letting them play the character in live action. I yeah. like that route. And in this case, um, it's Lars. I think is the guy's name. Lars Milkinson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if like I've seen some like fan cast kind of images mocked up of lots of different actors, and I think that he could play a really good Thrawn. Like he's got the voice down, obviously. He's got yeah. the acting down. So, <laughs> unfortunately, though, they had the opportunity to do that with Ahsoka and they didn't mm -hmm. which makes me think because it's too big of a role there is no way that they will let the voice actor do it unfortunately and I'm with you I, I they, wish they would but, but the difference is the, the difference is that I think the voice actor for Theron is bigger in Hollywood than the voice actor is for Ahsoka yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With he's, with he's already got like a presence. Yeah. Well, the Ahsoka one, she also looks nothing like her character she plays. Yeah. yeah, that's the unfortunate part. With Ahsoka, they they were looking to spin off a series and they wanted a name to draw it. Yeah. Rosaria mm -hmm. Dawson is a I like her acting and she's got enough of a celebrity name that it would get people to sign on board. Because otherwise, un unfortunately, even in this day and age, a female-driven Star Wars action series might not be a hit, might not take off, yeah. unless you've got a name behind it as well. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Um, you know, and it's very clear that uh, when they were doing the prep for the Ahsoka show, which I think is the only perfect Mandalorian sh episode, um, you could see that she spent time with Filoni, that she spent time with Ashley Eckstein, that she really got into the head of this character. And it paid off. So I am hopeful that they will really kind of hone in on these characters. Uh, and maybe in a perfect world, they will bring in Timothy Zahn to write the series and really expand on these characters even more so than he's already done in the books um and see where they take it uh i'm curious to see kind of going forward who what why um uh, you know i'm sure they will completely blow our minds and give us so many red herrings it won't even be funny um but at the end of the day it's star wars and we're gonna watch it <laughs> right yep got a point there so speaking of Star Wars, since we're kind of focusing on Rebels, is there a storyline that you guys just like you love, your favorite episode maybe? Old Man Rex. Oh yeah. I love, if anybody has been around my streams, I've gotten asked quite a few times who my favorite character is. And I'm like, other than the obvious ones, Rex. I absolutely love Rex. And Old Man Rex, he's just as awesome as younger rex from clone wars yeah mm -hmm. how about you llama honestly my favorite arcs are the ones with maul ah uh, yes i think he's he's such an awesome character 
similar to you know how I I appreciate Thrawn as a character. There's there's a way that you know Maul kind of sees the universe and sees the galaxy and how it runs and how it works, and you know under there's just an understanding to how things work and he uses it to his advantage and I like it. The crazy thing is like when we were originally introduced to Maul, which was in the prequels. I didn't really care for him. I'm like, he ain't really doing much for me. But then you watch Rebels and you're like, okay, Maul's pretty badass. And like have Savage there and trying to guide Savage. You see how like intense Maul is. Yeah. My fireball. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ooh, podcast time. I'm going to grab my spot. <laughs> my favorite characters. My favorite characters are the low cats. They are my friends. They are adorable. Cats are fun. Okay, so if you could take any book or any storyline that has not been done in live action yet, what would it be? Could be a show, could be a movie. I was gonna say books, nothing to ask me about because like I've only read like a few. I really want to see Kotor content. I really Mm -hmm. do. I really, really do. Like, I want to see, like, uh, yeah, I, I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it so bad. I want to, like, see actually the whole storyline play out with Revan and Bastila. Okay. That's what I really want to see. And then see how Mouth, because, like, look, we play, most of us play Swago. You know these characters from the game. I know mm-hmm. they're in a video game, but I don't know where which to is, find, like, which anything is being else about remade. them. Which mm-hmm. is really remade. Yes. Yep. I yeah, I want to know the storyline between Revan and Bastila a lot better. I want the whole thing. I want it. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, and I also wouldn't say no to like an actual Thrawn series. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would Paul be wants fantastic. more Captain Phasma. I know that's a, a secret favorite of his. <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's like cool like individual books that I've read. Right, like there's a really good book called Master and Apprentice, which goes into like um kenobi and obi-wan like pre-prequels which is really cool so that would be cool just to see some of that i also wouldn't mind like a show that kind of almost like i feel like all the shows all the movies we have you kind of see it from the point of view of the good guy i want to see it from the point of view of the bad guy like if that makes sense i feel like that'd be cool because you can kind of see how they operate and like what really goes on behind the scenes. Like, obviously you're starting to see it a little bit with the Bad Batch, but not completely. I want a series that just see it from their point of view. I mean, especially like, you know, the rise of Palpatine, right? Like if we can get like from his perspective, like from the beginning of his planning and how he kind of aligned himself and positioned himself the entire way to get him to the top and then fully, you know, because I mean, you see parts of it, right? Like as you go through, you know, the the story and you see different things and you're like, oh, wow, like this goes back like way further. And like, you can tell that it's like a crazy, intricate, like well thought out, planned, calculated, but it would be cool to actually see it from his perspective when he's actually doing those things. That would, yeah, a young a young Shreve Palpatine learning the ways of the dark side. Yeah. I mean, I'm really just mainly interested in how he like managed to completely bypass yeah. any like, you know, cause they tr- like 
the Republic tracked force sensitive children. I want to know how he got, like how he slipped through the cracks. Like I want to know, like I want to mm. know how he ended up on Naboo and was never like pulled as a force sensitive child. I want to know. Yeah, because I was just thinking, I'm like, we really don't know his origin story. And he's like one of the biggest characters in the whole series or universe, you want to say. Yeah, that's part of his like, you know. Yeah. But we don't, we've never actually heard of anything from like origin point of view. We have all these other origin stories, but we don't have his. You know, that that could be interesting and you could tie it in with Plagueis. Uh, the, The Darth Plagueis series in the books is phenomenal if you haven't read it i highly recommend it uh along with the revan series and the darth bane series um you know it would be interesting to see them pull we have so many amazing uh video games that they've done from fallen order recently going all the way back to uh dark forces uh the jedi academy uh force unleashed you know all of these characters that were created that would be so cool like Give me a Vader Apprentice story from Force Unleashed as a TV show, and I would be so happy. That was such an amazing game. Um, there's going one to be things, so much cool stuff. One of the things I love about Disney Plus is they are really taking a chance with their platform to tell different stories in a different way. They're doing that with Marvel right now, where their series um, with WandaVision and with Captain... Uh, well, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> Captain Falcon. Um, <laughs> this is basically what he is. They're they're taking they're taking the time to write a story and let it breathe and let you live with these characters instead of just cramming it into a movie. Like, could could this story been told in an hour and a half movie? Yeah, it would have been fine. People would have seen it, but the, instead they're taking six to eight hours to really sit down and let you feel something with these characters. And you don't have to watch it in order to enjoy the movies. I would love for them to do the same thing with Star Wars. To just do a, a, a six episode run where you're you're sitting down and you're learning about Darth Plagueis. You're learning about the Knights of the Republic. You're learning about all these things that are just kind of nebulous things in the Star Wars universe. And we could sit down and just, I mean, honestly, I would watch a a mini series that was just like the galactic senate i don't care just like let me live in this universe for a while yeah and there there was so many things uh i've been rereading the prequel books uh recently and it amazes me how bad the dialogue is in the films and then you go read these (laughs) books and they're amazing like some of the passages i'm like dude why didn't you put this on screen um you know there's been so many instances of that where i would just love for them to actually properly do some of these characters uh you mm-hmm. know I, fe- I you know i hated the anakin padme relationship in the prequels oh watch yeah. clone wars and it's like oh this makes sense like this is not great but it makes more sense <laughs> you know there and there's so many relationships like that you know uh obi-wan and anakin are much better in clone wars together um uh, we yeah where you really you feel that relationship it felt forced in the movies yeah like he was like you were my brother and you're like was he though well the movies they also only have a certain amount of time they got to tell a whole story within whereas clone wars and all those other series at least they have time 
to span it out so you can but, see the progression build. But I feel like they didn't do enough to really kind of make you understand or, or even really make you feel like there was a connection between the two of them in the movies. Like you see them in, you know, the second prequel movie and it, they've got no like chemistry or connection at all. Like it's just friction the entire time. And when you look at like a relationship that they portrayed in, you know, the first movie with even Obi-Wan and uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, like you felt that there was love there from the beginning of the movie. There was love, there was respect, there was a relationship. And even though Liam Neeson was only in that one movie and didn't even make it to the freaking end, you felt the pain that Obi-Wan was feeling when you watched him die. Yeah. And I just, I feel like they didn't do a good enough job of that in the movies with Obi-Wan and Anakin. I just say I'm really excited for the Kenobi series. I am so happy Ewan McGregor is coming back. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what the storyline is going to be for it. I mean, obviously it's going to be that gap period of like, what is he doing on Tatooine? Yeah. But I'm excited. I think Maul's going to be there. Or... We're gonna have Maul, no, we're gonna have Vader, it's gonna that. be epic. Yeah. Uh I, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope we get flashbacks to General Skywalker and General General Kenobi. Give me a Clone Wars flashback, please. I really I honestly I feel like that's what Hayden Christensen's gonna be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really feel people like hate on Hayden Christensen. For- Actually, I think he's not a bad actor i think he was given a role that was it just was badly portrayed yeah it was poorly written yeah Yeah, it went it went from too young of a kid to yeah like a really awkward phase and i mean we were all awkward at that age ourselves but the fact that he was supposed to be a jedi and in love with padme and you knew he was later that was a lot to put on one character it was was a really awkward transition for everybody involved yeah and i really feel like the clone wars series kind of saved that prequel storyline because if they hadn't done it like they would have been you know even worse (laughs) now speaking of that if if clone wars the animated series which i love honestly um disney has proven that you can take an animated series and make it just absolutely sing in this universe. If that has, has really saved the prequels, how about an animated series for the sequel movies? They have one. It's trash. Which, which one? For the sequel movies? It's called the resistance. It's awful. I don't even think I watched that. I I don't honestly, (laughs) the the, the rise of, uh, uh, The actual books for the the sequel trilogy are actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like, I watched a couple of episodes of Resistance, and it's boring to me because it doesn't focus really on any of the characters that are in the movies. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's kind of this weird, you know, kind of exists in the world, but we have no idea who these people are and don't, yeah. frankly, don't really care. So... Because of that, it's harder to connect. Um, oh, I do know this. Okay, I and, had to look it up. And I, I was like, why don't I know this? I missed the back. days when they had the story group. Everything ran through the story group, and you 
did everything based around that. Now, they are getting better. Recently, uh, the High Republic stuff that they just came out with, some of it is good, some of it is okay. Uh, it depends on which book you're reading. Um, but the fact that it's centered around one story, and then there is all of this material surrounding that. So you've got the adult books, you've got the YA books, you've got the comic books, you've got the little kids books. There's so much tied to this one inciting moment that it works. And I, they need to do more of that going forward. Um, you know, if anything, The Mandalorian... Hey, four more. Thank four, you so four, much four, for four, bits. Two, Do yeah. appreciate it. Two thousand. Oh, sorry, two thousand. My bad, Mr. Zero. Um, and we are uh, we are open for another hype train, guys. Yeah. So more has I'm also qualified that for there. a llama roast. Llama roast. <laughs> well, he's qualified for other stuff too. There's so um, many things. 2000, if, right? if you want to check out, unless our... we lower candles only to two thousand, it's a twenty five hundred right now. roast. Let's do 2000 as the candles only. Yeah. yeah. And we get a candles only game. Sure. Why not? Um, I totally lost my train of thought. And you don't have to take the um, Rosteros if you don't want to. It's just a for fun thing. If you want, go for it. They've been highly entertaining. Um, or uh, Oh, uh, train of thought recovered. Uh, so Star Wars has really proven, especially recently, that it works best as a long-form TV show. Um, I mean, the films are fine. The problem is they don't have enough time to tell enough of a story that's worth it. And unfortunately, the thing with the sequel trilogy is that it was set up to then be passed off from one director to another. They didn't have an outline. They didn't really have any kind of a through line. And you have three very different styles of directors that, you know, you got the mystery box and then you had subverting expectations and then you went back to the mystery box. Well, okay, that's fine, but you didn't pick up any of the threads going through and it, it was just a whole mess. Um, but it's getting better. Um, it hasn't happened yet, but yes, okay. Cool. Sorry, my team just won. And I'm trying not to freak out. Um Yeah, I think I think what you're trying to say is that they need an overarching yes. story in yes. order to tie the movies together and make it a good trilogy. Yeah. You can't just stick yeah. any three movies together that happen to be together chronologically. Exactly. It wasn't a trilogy. It was three movies that happened to have the same characters. <laughs> and I, I think that what we're faced we're faced with the movies is the Star Wars universe is so big and loved by so many people. You're never going to make everybody happy with one story. Yeah. And you're going to try something in a movie. And some people enjoy seven, for example. Some people prefer eight. Some people are wrong. But, you know... Uh, you're not going to make everybody happy with a movie because you're going to have to tell a story. The great thing about Star Wars TV shows is you can tell 20 stories in a season and everybody's going to find something that resonates with them. They're going to enjoy this episode best because they like that kind of storytelling. They like the action. Somebody else likes the character growth. So they're going to like that episode best. 
And that's really what the strength is of the TV shows, whether it's live action or animated. You can tell a lot of different stories and there's going to be something for everybody. Yeah, uh, I'm not even going to mention what's going on in chat, but we'll leave that debate alone because I can send the politics that I I don't want to deal with. No politics. uh, It's a... Anyways. No politics. No politics because... Anyways. Um, This is a friendly place. Yeah. Uh... No, I know, Paul. I'm just, if I mention it, then it's going to get into politics, and I, no, I don't want to go there. Um, but I digress. Um, you know, there's been some some interesting things that they've planted in terms of the shows that they're doing. Uh, we've got Ahsoka coming up. We've got the... Uh, um, da, 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 da. Blah, 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 blah. The... We've got Ahsoka. We've got Boba Fett. Yeah, that one. Season three of Mandalorian. Obviously, I just say I was so excited now. when Boba appeared in the Mandalorian. Oh, oh, yeah. I bet you were. It has I was so like, many implications what? going forward. Well, yeah. How do you survive? <laughs> well, see, but I that thought he was dead. The, that comes from the books. In the books, he does get spat out, basically. <laughs> I didn't read the book. <laughs> you should. They're quite good at some point. Some of them. There's a Kate lot doesn't of them. Read. She doesn't know how. There are. Actually, Look, I am halfway through the Padme book. This so is the I great do. thing about comics. The Padme books are really good. You don't yeah. have to read. Yeah. Yep, same. Uh, Mustang is also correct. Uh, Kenobi, now, please. Yes. Oh, well, okay. It's estimated for 2022. story issues and production issues, which is why they had to shut down. And then COVID happened, so, you know, everything got delayed. Literally, the uh, picture of Ewan McGregor with the Obi-Wan Kenobi beard broke the internet a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so... We're all very excited for that. Well, so you're going to cry, bud. Um, I am so sorry for your loss, but... Yeah, I'm sure he is freaking out like the rest of us are right now. It's been a rough couple of weeks to be a Chelsea fan. Um, okay. Um, anyways, where was I going? I don't know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Boba. Boba, or thank you. Yeah, um, beard. Yes, so and they keep uh, they keep weaving weaving in Fennec Shan kind of all over the place. She just appeared in Bad Batch. Uh, I'm sure she will have a big role in the uh, upcoming Boba Fett series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be interesting. There is you know a lot of kind of who, what, why about the Mandalorian right now with the drama that happened off screen. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see what they do going forward. I know they have canceled the Rangers of the New Republic series, yep. uh, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, I was excited for that one, too. Yeah. It, it happens, you know? Stuff gets announced and it gets canceled for a variety of reasons. Yeah, they did. They just announced it the other day, actually. Um, it's canceled. They, It's canceled. There was talk about them bringing in Hera to do it, but no. Last I heard, it was just flat out canceled. Um, well, so so they, what their official announcement was is they removed it from production. Yeah. 
but I mean that's it, it's canceled. It's effectively canceled. Yeah. Um. So, and then of course we've got the Night Sister. I think Acolyte show coming up, so that'll be interesting. Um. Mm-hmm. So a lot of lot of have, fun cool have stuff coming up. that I forgot about. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not as excited for that one. Yeah. I, I wasn't as atta- I wasn't as intrigued by Cassian as a as a character. But I do like kind of the spy feel of it, where he he kind of felt like a saboteur and what's he done for the resistance in the Rogue One movie? And I really loved Rogue One. So yeah. uh, Rogue One was actually really really good. Um, yeah, I'm glad they-, they didn't pull the typical Disney ending on that and happy fairy tales. Oh yeah. I mean, there's no way it would have worked. Like, no, you knew going into the movie, everyone in the entire yeah. movie dies. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. There's no way Disney can spin that to make them survive. Yeah. Well, and, and honestly, part of it was like there were so many theories going. Around. You know, as soon as that popped up, um, there were so many theories of oh, Jin and Cassian are Ray's parents. And nope. Oh no, we all knew they all died. No. Yeah. As soon as K2 right. is so died, I was like, oh, everyone is going to die. Got it. Oh, another cool. phenomenal droid that I forgot about. K2 is a very good one as well. K2 he had me dying laughing. When I also first liked, I saw that movie. Oh yeah. I also liked L37. Yeah. Yes. From Solo. Uh-huh. Just hysterical. But that was just my favorite part of the Solo movie. Which just is, an extreme feminist for droids is just yeah. amazing. When she like liberated the, uh, <laughs> the droids, it was like I find my calling. Boss Toby, if they ever canceled the uh, well, first of all, I don't know why they would, but God forbid if they cancel Kenobi, the entire Star Wars fandom would revolt. <laughs> like there would be. Well, a, I mean, what's no crazy piece. is that Kenobi has been. Not necessarily a TV show, but they have known that they were going to use Ewan McGregor yeah. for something else Kenobi related for so long. Did they literally like, just wait till he was the right age? Well, no, it wasn't that so much as so they they were going to do a film, and yeah. then Solo flopped, and they put everything on hold because yeah. the fandom revolted at Solo, <laughs> and. So they put it on hold, then Disney Plus happened, and then they were like, okay, we'll turn it into a TV show. Well, now you've got to take the script that was written for a one-and-a-half-hour movie and turn it into an eight-hour miniseries, and then they ran into production issues. Uh, They had a bunch of script issues. Uh, They had some kind of producer issues. (laughs) So they are now, I believe, currently filming. I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty See, I'm sure. not even mad about that becoming a TV series because, like, if you've seen any of anything else Ewan McGregor has been in, yeah. he's a phenomenal actor. I've loved oh, yeah. him in everything. Oh, yeah. Um, they are currently filming. Filming began on May 11th, so they have just gotten started. Yeah. I just feel bad that he's yeah, been having to hold on to this years. secret for, like, literal years like literal years not even like the normal like oh you know one to two years while they wait for pre-production like literally like 20 <laughs> not 20 but like almost it's, it's gotta yeah, be like it's almost 10. 20 because the episode three the first one came out when i was young episode three came out in 2005 so it's been 16 years since he's played that character god yeah. that makes me feel old 
Yeah. I mean, so he's been holding on to this secret for how long? Like, I think I watched like a an interview with him where like he's like, I, I literally dreaded that question because I just hated having to lie about it. Like, literally, I can't I couldn't do an interview with them without them bringing it up. And he's like, I uh. and you know, there's some confidentiality agreement. He probably had to sign saying oh, yeah. he, like wouldn't bill. Oh, yeah. Everything so. is built around NDAs. <laughs> But he's just, if you've seen like Tom Holland can't go on an interview by himself. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever seen any of Ewan McGregor's other movies, definitely watch them. They're so good. Yeah. I didn't even realize he was in Angels and Demons until I was like, that guy looks really familiar. You know, my favorite is The Island. I love that movie. I will watch it anytime I I see it on TV. Winnie, thank you for the follow. Thank you. Uh, geez, Grim. Um, Wow. Must say Groot feels old too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Graham, you look lovely for your age. Yes, you are in marvelous shape, darling. You are um, a dashing young man. My my first instance of Star Wars, I watched the originals when they released the dreaded special editions in the early nineties, uh, before Phantom Menace came out. So yeah. <laughs> Good time. I definitely grew up watching them on VHS. Yep. Um, I think they were. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they were all out by the time I was born. I tried to ask Papa Gaming. Like, actually, I asked him when we were in Disney the other week. I was like, "Do you remember like how old I was when we first watched Star Wars?" He's like, "Nope." <laughs> I was a year old when Return of the Jedi was released. I am I... older than Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Strong, what's up, bud? My first strong? exposure was Phantom Menace. Yeah, that yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of nineties babies. Phantom Menace. Was when was first. Phantom Menace released? Nineteen ninety nine. I was. I was. I thought it was nine like years older old. than that. Ninety nine was six. I, I, I walked out of Revenge of the Sith in two thousand five <laughs> and was bawling. Because I thought I was never going to see any more Star Wars. And then Clone Wars, the TV show, happened. And I was so happy. (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely was super excited for the prequels. Because I grew up, like, my dad was a major geek as well. So I grew up watching the Indiana Joneses, Mm -hmm. the Star Wars. Um, He'd take me to see the Batman movies when they came out. I remember those. it It was just that that was my childhood right there like oh my god yeah. i was the tag along kid because my dad didn't have any sons so i i don't think any of my sisters are nearly as geeky as i am i think it all just like landed on my plate i'm about to remove toyota's um uh, privileges because he's not old enough <laughs> he was born after phantom menace well when toyota he was young <laughs> you must be this fine yeah i kind of i grew up watching indiana jones movies too Mm -hmm. it was indiana jones and star wars more so star wars yeah all right so growing up what was your favorite star wars movie couldn't even tell you because i like if if you put me as like 12 year old kate it, probably Revenge of the Sith. 
Revenge of the Sith is still my favorite Star Wars movie. I was all about Return of the Jedi because I loved the Ewoks. I did Return of the Jedi is my second. I'm still Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Although I love Revenge of the Sith. I actually just did a marathon the other day where I went all the way through. Um, But yeah, no. Empire Strikes Back just, it hits different for me. And I don't know if it's the off or if it's the actually well done love story (laughs) between Han and Leia. Um... (laughs) It's just, it's I, just I didn't mind the prequels as much as I think a lot of other people do. Well, I mean, it we might be just because we, yeah, I was gonna say because we grew up with them. Yeah, I actually don't mind them. Like, I really don't. As I've but, gotten older, I like them more. Um, for me, being a, a, a film and audio geek, the dialogue still bugs me at times, but. It's uh, my biggest like issue with the prequels is the fact that they took Jar Jar from an idiot to a member of the Senate, basically. And I'm just like, no. And at the time, I was like, this isn't how politics works. And I'm like, now I'm like, oh, this is exactly how politics works. This is exactly how politics works. And I really like the way that they utilized him throughout the Clone Wars and literally made him like, he clearly got this spot as like a congratulations for bringing the two species of the planet together mm-hmm. this is purely symbolic you stand behind padme and you don't say a word and yep. you can stay there <laughs> and bless his little gungan heart he ends up standing up the power to palpatine like i you you've got to feel that goes back to what we were saying earlier palpatine had so many layers upon layers of his plans yes. Mm-hmm. You gotta feel like somehow he even orchestrated them coming across Jar Jar, yeah, and like picking him up, and then he put all of it into place just so he could like trick Jar Jar into giving him power eventually. Like, how how far back did his plans go? That yeah. would be such an amazing series. It would be It'd such be an like, amazing story. It would be like Ocean's Eleven, but for the Galactic Senate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we all know that that Palpatine is the one that had a hand in creating Anakin, whether or not it was him manipulating the Force or by other more unfortunate means. Um, Yeah, there's also the reverse theory that it was them, their manipulation that the Force fought back by creating Anakin. There's so many theories. Um, There are. And honestly, like, I just, I would love to dive generally more into the force, but also like to really go into the dark side and, you know, we get the appeal of, of power and, you know, unlimited power, but what actually drives that? Is it, you know, once you get a taste, you, you get addicted, uh, or is it actually, um, you know, a consequence of going further in it's just a never-ending cycle uh, george clooney is palpatine you know mm, i don't know i don't i don't i don't like that um <laughs> we need a young we need a young ian mcdermott ian mcdermott and i don't know who that would be honestly kermit <laughs> the frog. Kermit. no it's not kermit the frog it's ranger playing kermit the frog <laughs> playing palpatine that'd be hilarious Oh, that'd be so good. 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many ways that they could go. Uh, even if they just cherry pick the EU, I'd be happy. Yeah. I just want Mara Jade. Please oh God, Mara yes. Jade. Yes, I want. I want them to do an heir to the Empire series, and I want them to do a Jedi Academy series. And like, I, I know it's like non-existent it. now because they said bye bye to all that. But just well, give me, give me. I'm not so sure Kathleen Kennedy is going to be in charge after this year. So, well, okay. So since we're talking about new series, what is everybody's preferred uh, format to happen after this episode? the episode of Mandalorian where Luke shows up and takes the child off to be trained. Like, what do you want to see happen with that storyline? Cause that was a huge reveal to not do anything with. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think they're going to go into the Jedi Academy storyline. Um, they can't afford to continually do CG. So they will probably eventually bring in Sebastian Stan, and I think he will have no issue with it, and Mark Hamill certainly on board. Um, but I think that's where it leads to, and simply because if they go that route, then they can tie in Ben Swolo and connect everything, you know, kind of Fast and the Furious style as they go. So you want to see it live action with Sebastian Stan playing Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker? Since they already started with live action, I'd like them to stay there. Uh, but I'm not opposed to a good animated series as well. Um, ooh, Tom Hiddleston is a young sheep. That would be fascinating. Here's, here's my thing. There are a lot of amazing there's a lot of amazing acting talent in the MCU. And I understand with the popularity of all of those actors why it's super tempting for them to kind of double dip. But I really think that, you know, Disney should utilize their opportunity. Because, like, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, with the power that Disney has, especially in, you know, a with a name like Star Wars, they could literally go to anyone and that person would move heaven and earth to play whatever role they wanted. Mm -hmm. So I think that they should really take advantage of, you know, some of the other kind of talent and maybe new people, similar to how, what they did with this, the sequel trilogies, right? Like they picked people for the main characters that were basically nobodies. And I'm a fan of that. Honestly, that's the same thing they did with Avengers and with the MCU. Yep. Um, like these a lot of these actors had acting credits, but maybe weren't, you know, household names. But now you say Sebastian Stan, you know who you're talking about. You say Tom Hiddleston, you know. Um, Chris Hemsworth was relatively unknown before Thor. And, you know, now th those people are like absolute top tier household name kind of actors. Mm -hmm. So you could do... You could do exactly the same thing. You can scour the planet for the right person. And I think the fans would be on board with waiting until until you get that perfect kind of casting that I think we've come to expect from the MCU. Yeah. But do you really think they're going to keep young Luke in the series? Like, so there's a couple well, different I mean, ways you can go with this. Like, obviously, Luke is taking the child. But what happens to Manda then? This is his series, but I don't think we can really have a Mandalorian, like Mando series without Baby Yoda. See, but well, the, see, I think that's why they, sorry, 
That's why yeah. they set up Bo-Katan. Because they are going to shift. And that's why he has the Darksaber, because they're going to shift. And they're going to spin off Baby Yoda, Luke, whoever, into Jedi Academy, Skywalker Academy, whatever they're going to call it. Um, yeah, I think See, I, I don't know about that, because of the attachment that Mando and the child have. I, I really think, I agree with Geek Girl, I think that they... They took these two universes that they want to explore and put them together to get people invested in both characters. And then they're taking them and they're going like this and they're letting them run parallel to each other. I would like that. Cause honestly, that's going to keep people watching, hoping that um, Din Djarin and uh, Grogu get back together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, this way they can lead up to the sequel trilogy because Lord knows they're going to try and legitimize that as much as they can. Um, mm -hmm. And this way we get to see some of the more interesting time period in that 30 years because we know that Luke built an academy to then have Ben collapse it. Um, you know, will we see all of that? Who knows? Uh, we could... Uh, they certainly could try. Um, I'd love for them to get away from this, like, 90-year period, though, and do other things on either side of it. Either go way into yeah. the future or way into the past. I don't care where yeah. you go, just not everything has to be around a Skywalker. And I get the, you know, there's a safety net in having a Skywalker around because people will show up for that name. But right. You can do so much more. There's so many other names that people will show up for. One of the things that I am hoping for, if if we do go the Jedi Academy route and maybe maybe not have Luke all the time, maybe yeah. Luke took him away and then we have other teachers, who knows? But there's something that I've noticed. Um, you have very limited scenes where it's like a classroom of children learning something small. Mm-hmm always have a like a couple of scenes of somebody who is just discovering that they have powers and then suddenly in the next scene there are badass like think about ray yeah she she didn't know that she had powers she could barely move something and then she's levitating everything and is suddenly a master yeah we we almost never get the actual training and that's kind of where i would like to spend some time just just let people explore what the force can do don't make them masters all of a sudden. Um, what I would love is a Jedi version of Smallville mm. where Clark Kent discovered his powers one at a time and had to learn how to use them. I, I would love a Jedi Smallville. I mean, they did show in Clone Wars that it can work having a knight and a Padawan learning together going forward. Uh, mm -hmm. I think you just have to have it in the right context. Uh, and this is where I think they're going to, to lean more the High Republic route, where they did show in those first couple of books that, you know, they really were going all over the galaxy, helping whatever situation it happened to be. Um, so we may get there eventually, uh, just not necessarily in the format that we're looking at um 
Grim makes a good point of this is probably the last time we will see Grogu because the series is named The Mandalorian, not Grogu. He's got a point. Uh, I don't know if it's the last time, but I don't think we're going to be seeing for a while moving yeah. forward. Yeah. So we'll see. There's there. It's a good time to be a Star Wars fan because we've got a lot going on. I think eventually we'll see Cal from Fallen Order somewhere somehow because that game is way too popular um, to have him not pop up at some point. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad we got to see how Kanan survived Order 66. Yes, that yeah. was, and and we You're will get into Bad Batch in a couple of hours, um, because that show is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we we got a lot of fun, fun, exciting stuff coming up. A lot of things rumored, a lot of things, um, in development uh, and stuff we don't even know about yet. Um. I imagine, I know we've got the uh, Kevin Feige produced film. There is rumors that that is based off of the uh, episode seven through nine treatment that George Lucas did on diving into the wills and the force and all of that fun stuff. Um, So we will see where that goes. And then we have rumors of different trilogies. I think most probably won't happen, but I think eventually we will see some more kind of one-offs in the style of Rogue One um, going forward. Uh, okay, Grim. <laughs> Trying to pick a fight with Christy. Um, I, you know what? Star Trek is amazing. And if you don't see that or feel that, I will eventually win you over. It's fine. It's like we will eventually get her to play Swaga. It's great. We well, we will if we get to a certain milestone. You know, yeah. you guys are not far off. We are probably already halfway there. Yeah, we are currently at basically one thousand one hundred and twenty dollars. Woohoo! That's amazing. Well done, guys. So, actually, no, Curdy is a Curdy pledge GAC is twenty five hundred. The next milestone is 1500 and that is we play the Asylum map in Phasma. Come on, guys. We are halfway there to making Kate watch Hamilton. We can do it. We are primed for another hype train. Um, We are. So. uh, So Thank you, Mustang Groot. Star Trek is... There's a place for everything. I, you know, just, just to lay it out there, I am a Star Wars nerd. I'm a Star Trek nerd. I'm a Harry Potter nerd. I'm a Lord of the Rings nerd. And I'm a Doctor Who nerd. Give me anything within this and I am fine. And they can all live rent-free in my head. You don't have to choose one or the other. Which, if you are a Doctor Who fan, I highly recommend the brand new book that just came out. It's called The Ruby's Curse. It is written by Riversong herself. And if you get the audiobook, she did the audiobook as well. It is phenomenal. Yeah, Uh, like... My dogs, my dogs though, are named after Star Wars characters, and I have a Star Trek tattoo. It's my cancer ribbon, so you know, like I can love both. It's fine. Yeah. There's enough room in all of our geeky hearts to love more than just one thing. Okay. Well, it's like you ever see the things that are like something about like the dad is a Jedi and the mm-hmm. mom is like got the letter from Hogwarts. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can totally love more than one thing. Exactly. But- I mean, just look at my wall. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, for what well, it's worth, especially WandaVision, but you know, I get it. <laughs> well, it's like the next series that I'm actually gonna be watching. My next series is um, gonna be Twilight Zone. Nice. I started watching it years ago, and then I like stopped. I, I got to like season scary. two. What was that? I'm not into the scary stuff, but I can respect that for you. <laughs> I, I, it's not even scary. It's more like just mind twisting, if anything. That's scary to me. Eventually, I will get around to actually watching Star Trek. It's on my list. I have so many things to watch. Um. Yeah, what if what if I tell you that there are zombies in Hamilton? Would that make you want to watch it? No, I don't do zombies. They're I just, mean, I mean vampires. No, no I don't do vampires. I mean, oh, Operation Metaverse. Oh my so goodness. Much for the raid. Operation Metaverse, thank you um, so much and for the team money. Thank you, thank you guys. I'm gonna assume it's gone running, but we will thank Team Money as well. Yes. Oh, Teamy, thank you for the follow. Thank you so much. Why don't we take a second now that we just got raided and yeah. uh, play the video? Yeah. So yes. why don't you wrap Comics Corner? Yep. And uh, we'll go to the video. And then when we come back, let's do those llama roasts. Yep. Um, take yep. some time, and then we'll we'll switch gears. All right, so you guys go ahead and do your outro. All right, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we will see you guys next week uh, for uh, who we got next week? Andy Beats. And yes, uh, I forget what we're going to be talking, but we will be talking all things geeky. Uh, and we will catch you guys then. Llama, hit the button. Hit the button. Bye. Bye. Utini, thank you for the bits.